Hey, everybody, it's that time again. Believe sports business, sports media, all sort of pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. We love your emails. Sportsfred at AOL.com. And in Connecticut, my cousin Andy Barron with us. And Andy, how's the weather in Connecticut? We're taping this at 530 uh, Connecticut time, 230 LA time. How's the weather in Connecticut? So the weather's good. It's been pretty cold the last uh, two weeks, but today it hit 50. And we're going to hit like 60 next week. So the weather's just a little crazy. You look great coming back from COVID. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm well rested. Ten days in <laughs> in isolation. <laughs> you so you totally isolated. You were upstairs. I did. You know what? I, I isolated and then I tested negative and I came out and then the next day I started feeling sick again and tested positive again and went back and I had what's called rebound COVID. Oh my god. So yeah, so I had one day off in the middle and thankfully no one got sick because I was probably still contagious, but no one got sick. All right, let's talk about sports in 2022. Awesome. Uh, U.S. Today and the other publications say Brittany Griner is the big story. What does Andy Barron say is the big story? You know what? I don't think that's it. And first of all, I'm not sure that's even a sports story, right? She's an athlete, but this it's not really a sports-related story. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm saying this. And if you asked me a few weeks ago, would I ever say this? Far and away, the biggest story is Messi winning the World Cup. And I got to tell you, I, that's the first soccer game I've ever watched. And I probably only watched it because I was in, in COVID and, and isolated, had nothing else to do. The soccer game was amazing. And the energy there was amazing. And maybe not so much in this country, but globally, that's hands down the biggest event. No question. Our biggest, biggest moment in sports. Long time ago in high school, I played goalie. And uh, so I know the rules. I didn't watch one minute. Well, excuse me. I watched one minute. Uh, and I think I'm talking for a lot of Americans. I really do. I mean, obviously, it's grown with uh, people coming from South America and Europe to this country. But it's I'm sorry. I can't handle a two to one so, game. No, but Fred, this game was exciting from start to finish. I got to tell you, and I'm I the last soccer game I watched was Evan, my son, who's now 20 when he was five that I right? coached his team. I'm not a soccer fan and I'm I'm still not a soccer fan because I know that other games aren't like this one. But this game with the skill level and the amount of back and forth and the amount of offense and the goalie play, it was it was truly unbelievable to watch. You think the big story was the World Cup? And- I, yeah, and because Messi won it, because that was like the one thing that he needed. And he's so well thought of in the sports world and, and he's you know such a huge icon globally. I don't know how you top that. Ironically, today, as we take this again at 5.30 Eastern time on Thursday, uh, Pelé passed away. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, so as a kid, again, I've never been a a soccer fan, but I was a kid when Pelé came to um, the New York, I don't remember, the Cosmos. And that was sort of the first wave of of soccer in in America. That's when people started watching it because because he was there. Um, He's an amazing guy. You know what? And again, maybe not so much in this country, but – Globally, he's an icon every bit as large as Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan. I mean, his his passing is 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 huge, and and literally millions of people around the world are grieving about that. Eighty two cancer finally got him, and uh, yeah, can't disagree. I mean, uh, three World Cups, and uh, again brought the game to a lot of people who had never seen it or cared about it before. All right, let's talk about uh, numbers, numbers, and more numbers on Christmas Day. We had five NBA games and I think three NFL games and uh, the NFL totally outnumbered the NBA in viewership. Why? Uh, Is that, is that a surprise? I mean, it's the NFL is really America's game now, right? It's not baseball, it's football. 
Super Bowl is the number one watched watched um, program in, in, the, in the U.S. And I think football games are generally most of the top 20 games or tw- top 20 programs watched all year. But I will say, and I'm glad you brought it up, uh, my Celtics looked awesome on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but the question is, Tatum and Brown, are they getting along or are they just – Faking it? What, what's going on as far as I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. And I, if they play like that, I don't care. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a profession. They're athletes. They don't have to get along. I think when you get along, things, things go better. But if they can find a way to, to play together, that's all that matters. You know, it's interesting here in Southern California. Yesterday uh, uh, in Miami, the, the Lakers get bombed again by the Heat. And after the game, LeBron says, I might retire. I can't handle this losing wow. or just not a good squad and he goes on from there but nobody can argue that he's had major major decision making power with genie bus so now he's sort of like changing it and turning it like he didn't decide to bring anthony davis who's a great player you know before the season started andy i put 55 as the total games he would play i'm oh, totally yeah. wrong he's lucky to play 40 yeah. So my point is, uh, and I thought 50 people were saying, oh, no, he'll play more than 55. He's one, uh, LeBron is one of the reasons we have Anthony Davis. We don't have Kyle Kuzma and a slew of others. Yeah. Talk about players who sort of pass the buck. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess they can get away with it, right? And, and it's interesting to hear that he's talking about retiring. He's not retiring until he passes um, Kareem, right? That's, that's in his in – his, in, on his radar, he's going to get there. He'll he doesn't care if he loses twenty five, you know, seventy five percent of his games to get there. As long as he continues to score twenty or twenty five points a game minimum, which he will do on that team, it's just a matter of time before he gets there. So you know, I think he's one of those guys that he can, you know, he's going to pass the buck. It's kind of always been his his uh, his mo. But at the same time, you know, he's won his championships. He's won his MVPs. The only thing he has left is that is that record. He can complain about the team not being good or whatever it may be, and he may jump to another team or who knows what he's going to do. Uh, but I'd be willing to bet anything that he's going to stick around long enough to uh, to pass that record. Talking to my cousin Andy Barron in Connecticut, right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. All right, you're closer to the uh, story here, and you follow the Patriots closely. Please explain to me two weeks ago what Stevenson. And Myers were planning. So, um, you know what, Fred? If if I could explain it, I'd be the only one in the country, right? I don't. Who knows? That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And and you know, all I look at it and I say, maybe, maybe it was a, uh, um, a uh, maybe it was a. It's going to benefit us long term. Maybe the Patriots won't make the playoffs and get a better draft pick as a result. I don't know because. You know that you never know what happens in overtime, but you got to get there, and and they win that game instead of losing it, and and they're in the playoff picture. Now they're still sort of in the playoff picture, but they're not going to make any noise. They're probably better off um, losing and 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 going home and getting a better pick. Do you think they thought they were behind? You know what? I, I don't know what. To, I mean, I have to think that maybe they did. That's the only. That, I mean, that's the <laughs> only logical explanation, right? Or the other explanation might be that you know, hey, these guys would never think we're going to do this, so let's do it. But that just—that's not a Belichick thing, that's for sure. You know, they, they I, I, the, it, he was on the thirty-yard line. That's a forty-seven yeah. or forty-eight-yard field goal, which in the NBA, in the NFL is a eighty-five to ninety-five yeah, percent shot. It doesn't make any sense. 
But as you said, and I said this uh, on the air and all the shows I do, that's like the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's like, yeah. I, I wasn't alive, obviously, when Fred Merkel forgot to run to second base right. for the Giants, but that's got to rank right up there with that. And if this were a playoff thing, with if the Patriots game was in the playoffs, people yeah. would never forget it. No, and, and it's also interesting that you would you could almost just think this could happen with a rookie coach, but not with the guy who's arguably the greatest coach in, in the history of the NFL. That just, it, it makes it makes no sense. I mean, I coached football when, when Evan played as a kid and we didn't make that kind of mistake. I mean, you got to know the time, you know, there's very few things you have to know. You have to know the score. You have to know the time that's left in the game, right? You have to know who has possession of the ball. And beyond that, you know, it's just the simple stuff. I, I'm, I was floored by it. I, I, you, know, you should have seen my, my t- I thought my uh, phone was going to explode with a text from all my friends going, what on earth did we just witness here? Like no one thought it was real. All right. Is Belichick losing control? You now have a quarterback who trips opposition. And yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's losing control. I think, um, you know, I, I think he's so competitive that when they're not competitive, he he doesn't have that that same edge. So not that he's not that he's going through the motions necessarily, but I don't think he's quite as engaged as he would be in the years where they were Super Bowl contenders. And I think that once he's probably thinking of the future, I mean, I don't know how much longer he has. He's not a young man, but um, I think he's thinking of the future and and saying, look, I'm going to put my energy against rebuilding this team and putting us back in that position where, where those competitive juices flow again. Uh, You know, he's not good with the press. Is there any chance that he goes to TV? How could he? (laughs) (laughs) One word answers and (laughs) money. I know. I mean, I mean, you know, anything is conceivable in this crazy world yeah. uh, of ours. Do they make the playoffs? Do they win their last two? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and I, again, I think it's better for the team. Um, they, they're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. So, um, you know, they they haven't been the same team as they were a few years ago for, for a few years now. I think they need to retool. I think they need to sort of think about what they're doing and, and, and you know, take a new approach. All right. I live in LA 99% of my life, other times Portland and uh, Sacramento and uh, Vegas a little bit more, but 99%. I'm a Dodger fan since the age of four. Okay. They have rated in my mind an F minus in the off season in baseball. Okay. Of course, Dodgers baseball, the Red Sox did worse. No, I don't think they did worse. I think Uh, think they did. did. They lost Bogarts, but I think the people they picked up helped them more than the, guys the Dodgers picked up your I don't know the Dodgers got JD Martinez I wouldn't be too uh, upset about that one and the Sox that's a big big loss for the Sox well okay so if Bogarts is gone yeah uh what's who's next I said, I, I, you know what I think they're gonna I think they're gonna move Travis Story over to shortstop um and then uh, I think they're gonna go all out and and sign uh, Devers I think they have to you know they've literally let the face of the of the franchise go um, in like over twice in like twice in three years um, or four years. I'm not sure that the timing, you know, Devers is now going to be, you know, the face of the franchise. They got to they got to keep him, And I think they know that. What about the guy they traded uh, for Mookie in Verdugo? Apparently a lot of people say he's going to be gone next. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. Certainly. Um, you know, we talked about this before on the show. They're in that a- the AL East. It's so competitive, right? And if you look at the landscape and you don't think you're going to be competitive, 
that's the time you need to sort of get younger. And I think that they're sort of in that get younger, get, you know, get less expensive and, and build for, you know, for the future. So, and that's the Sox did a good job there. I remember they won in 2004 and then they weren't so great. And they came back in seven and took some years off and then came back in 13 and again, you know, 18. So they're not a team that historically, at least lately, that's been a perennial powerhouse. They're a team almost like the Marlins were a few years ago, where they, they get a good team together, they go all the way and they win and they sort of, you know, break it up and start over again. And I'm hoping that, you know, I don't think it's next year, but I wouldn't mind seeing a, a World Series in, in two or three or four years. You know, that, all right. that'd be all right to, with me. Today I read that uh, the Kansas City Royals signed a pitcher two years, $27 million. Now, I'm sorry, Kansas City is a small market club. Boston nor the Dodgers would be considered small market clubs. They'd be uh, among the top two or three in attendance every single year and money at, made at high ticket prices year. and high ticket prices every year. Yeah. So what's the story there? If the Dodgers can't afford it and, and, and the Red Sox can't afford it, how can the Royals afford it? Yeah. So I don't think it's that the Red Sox can't afford it. Um, the Dodgers have a big payroll, right? And that's, to, you know, and the Red Sox, unfortunately, still have a big payroll. And it's not even necessarily guys that are on their team. It's just a big payroll that they're, they're stuck with. And I, I, I said it with you and, and Artie a couple of weeks ago where I think, I don't think the ownership has the, the hunger. I mean, I'm hearing that, like, you know, Nathan Evaldi is going to be the next one gone. They're talking about Chris Sale. Not that he's been good, uh, but they're not going to get anything for him, right? So I, I don't think they have the, the, the hunger in, their, in, the, in the belly anymore. I actually think it's time for, for ownership to make a change in Boston. I think that that, that would be good for the Red Sox because, you know, I think that, you know, it's one thing, you know, to have so many years when you're just not winning. And then all of a sudden, like I said, you, you win, you know, four World Series in, in a 14-year in a period you know, that allows them to sell the tickets first for the price they pay. That's what puts all those butts in those seats every single year. Um, I think they look at it and say, they don't, they, you know, they don't have to make that big investment to not win. They are making their money and happy about it. And, and once you get ownership that's complacent about making money versus an ownership team that wants to win, that's when I think it's time for a change. Let me state this. I took an oath that if the Dodgers don't sign somebody that I think is really going to help them, I think in the pitching staff, I think that they're overrating what they have right now because of injuries and old age and things like that. I'm not going to buy the baseball package on DirecTV, which I bought for 25 years. I, I refuse to go Got nuts it. here. Uh, how are your feelings about that? your attitude? Are you going to go to as many games? Are you going to watch as many games? What are you going to do? Yeah, so uh, you know what I um I don't go to as many games as it is. I'm I'm a little bit too far from Fenway. It's a it's a real a real um, hassle to get there. Um, I'm actually more likely to go see the Red Sox play at Yankee Stadium. It's a little bit closer for me. Um, but I, you know what I I can tell you that I haven't been watching as many games over the last couple of years because they haven't been you know they haven't been that ex that exciting team that I want to watch and um and it's a shame but but it is what it is um you know thankfully for me. Um, I, I, you know, it's a good time to be a Boston fan again with the Celtics have the best record in the NBA, the Bruins far and away have the best record in the NHL. And, and, and I love the fact that the Bruins did it by sort of putting the band back together, which is really kind of interesting, right? They took the 2011 cup team minus Chara who retired, got the best players back, uh, mixed them in with some young players and they're just unstoppable right now. 1994, I got married, my wife, Sandy, and, uh, couple of things I wanted to do. I wanted to go to the uh, Naismith Hall of Fame, which we never got to. 
Oh, you have it? But, but we got to Fenway Park. Now, yeah, it, was no, it was November, so it wasn't open. But just seeing that park made yeah. my heart feel better. And I think people out there maybe think of Dodger Stadium sort of the same way, although obviously it's Dodger Stadium is awesome. Have you been to Wrigley, too? Yeah, I've been to Wrigley. Okay. Been yeah, to those, are the, those are the ones you got to get to. I've been to the old uh, Mets Stadium and uh, yep. when, I was, when I was doing WFAN in 1987. We all went together. To, oh, that was a kick, sort of. But uh, my point is, I think it's losing something. You mentioned the Bruins. I used to follow when I started following hockey. So I'm giving away my age here. There were six teams. My mom was from Detroit, six. My mom was from Detroit. My yep. dad was from Chicago. So I had a choice to make. I took the Red Wings and Howe versus the. Uh, yeah, you uh, know what, Fred? The majority of our family in in Michigan are still diehard Red Wings fans. All right, so, but talk about, you just mentioned the Bruins. Uh, for you, that's a big thing. Your son plays hockey. Talk right. about that. Talk about yeah, that. so, I mean, I played hockey all the way through high school. Wasn't good enough to play at the college level. I was actually asked to play at a, at a D3 school, um, but not no scholarship, and, and I wasn't going to get any ice time, so I didn't even really consider it. Um, as my high school hockey coach had asked me to go there because he knew I had good hockey sense. Um, but I love the sport, and Playoff hockey, I still believe, is like nothing else. There's not, you know, no other sport that that can that can stand up to that. And then Evan, as a kid, you know, tried everything, played every sport you can imagine, but gravitated to hockey. So I got to coach him through hockey. I got to uh, then when he got too old for that, I got to watch him play. Now that he's at at UConn, um, he's not good enough to play at the at the D one or even the D three level, but he's definitely good to play at the club level. His club team was ranked as high as number four in the country this year. Um, and it just to me, it's still the, for me, it's the most fun sport to watch because of the speed, the athleticism. I mean, when you watch that game, you have to remember that these guys are not on their feet. They're on skates, right? It's just unbelievable the the athleticism that, that these guys pull off. And, um, you know, Evan's home for his break now. We actually went last night to his um, his high school alumni game. So he spent four years in high school getting pummeled by the alumni, and now he spent the last three years um, pummeling the stu- pummeling the uh, <laughs> the current students. And they won again last night. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's for me. There's no place I'd rather be than a hockey rink, and I don't think there's a rink in New England that I haven't been in. You wore a mask last night. I did absolutely. I even I have been wearing a mask in the house. I took it off for this because I didn't want to try to talk through a mask. <laughs> All right, um, so much to talk about, but let's end it with this. Hockey, 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 a lot of concussions. Uh, Tua, Miami, two concussions this year, three in his career. People are talking about him retiring. Obviously, that's the healthiest thing. You think there's a chance in the world of a quarterback at 25, 26 years of age retiring? Yeah, I mean, he. I'm trying to remember that. I don't remember the name. There have been other athletes, maybe not as high profile a quarterback, who have retired yeah. from concussions for sure. Um, if it were me, he's made his money, right? He's and he can continue to make money. He he could do all kinds of things in the sport without getting his head bashed in. Um, he's got the competitive spirit. He's going to keep playing. I I gotta believe if he gets another concussion, that I don't know that he can come back from that because they say that each time you get a concussion, you're more likely to get another one. It becomes easier to get another one. So knowing that, you know he's a target. Those guys. I mean the 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 amount of 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 force that they get hit with. Um, I have to believe he's going to get another concussion. I hope it's for his sake. I hope it's later in his career and he gets the, to, to fulfill his dream of playing a, a long career. Um, but life after sports is important, right? He's 25 years old. Um, you know, I, I don't know who, who, and who he gets guidance from, who he's talking to. Um, 
it's got to be going through his mind that that um, that this is dangerous and and that, that maybe it's not the right thing to do. But but you know, in order to get to the level that those guys get to, you have to be so competitive that I, I can imagine it's it's hard to turn it off. Andy Barron, final thirty second thought for twenty twenty two and heading into twenty twenty three in the world of sports. So my final thought for twenty twenty two, you can see my hat. All about Michigan football now. That's the that's the big thing in our house. Um, I think that they have a, a great shot at at beating TCU. It's 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 going to be. I think that's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be a fun game. If Michigan, who's been a, a second half team, they can't fall behind to a team like TCU and hope to come back. If they come out playing well, um, I think it's. I think they have a, a good shot. I think Ohio State gets gets pummeled by Georgia. I don't. I don't. Ohio State deserves to be in the in there because they're the by their record, but they're not the fourth best team in football this year. Um, I don't know how they stand up to the number one team in the SEC. I think they get killed. And then I think Michigan SEC, and uh, Georgia is, uh, is a game to watch. And uh, we're rooting for Michigan. We'll, we'll watch them both on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Andy Barron, thank you very much. Uh, Andy's got three kids, uh, all athletically oriented. Uh, cousin Lisa is athletically oriented. And uh, Andy's a trivia expert. that he discovered every time he does this show with us. And Andy, stay well in 2023. And uh, we shall talk to you again. Sounds good. Thanks, Fred. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Hey.